Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Taz and the Moose, coast to coast, pillar to post, on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, yes. Good Monday morning to one and all. It is Taz and the Moose with you right here on CBS Sports Radio as we come to you live from the Rocky Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocky Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. You've got Chef and Bilotti across the way. Bogus sitting in with me for the vacationing Taz. He's got updates as well as we take you for the next three hours. Right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time right here on CBS Sports Radio. And our toll-free line of 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Attention, hotline fans. That is brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. What's going on, Andrew? How you doing, man? Moose, I'm doing well. You know, at, at this Happy rate, Monday. same to you. Hope you had a great Hamiltonian Saturday. Yes, To you was. and yours. Yes. Uh, at this rate, we're going to need to have a party or, like, some kind of reunion thing in a couple of weeks because no Mikey B, no Pete last week, no Taz this week, no me and you next week. Yeah. The family's not back together again until at least August 19th. I think that's right. And by then, I might not remember Pete. I know. Or Mike or where Shep and his deep V and it's a lot going on. Uh, There is. You're right about that. There are a lot of moving parts going on right now uh, with our show. But uh, we'll get the band back together again in a a few short weeks. And Taz Uh, is never off. So this is really unsettling. Yes, exactly. Unless it's the holiday season. Right. It's Um, not December. It's not sweeps. It's not football season. So you'd think he'd be here. Right. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Uh, A lot to get into. uh, And uh, we'll be joined. uh, A couple good guests coming up later on the program. A.J. Hawk will join us next hour. Uh, Former uh, star linebacker at Ohio State with the Green Bay Packers will join us. uh, Rounded out hour number two. And then uh, we'll talk to uh, Zach Streif, uh, talk a little Saints football uh, coming your way to close out the program. That comes your way in hour number three as uh, it was Hall of Fame weekend. um, And we'll get to the induction ceremonies over the course of Saturday evening. And as we saw the Hall of Fame game, uh, as well uh, last week uh, between the uh, the Broncos and the Atlanta Falcons. But, you know, the big news, I guess, up in Foxborough, uh, one of the big storylines of the National Football League, number one, is that uh, there will be no contract dispute between Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. And I didn't think you would get one uh, here, Andrew. Uh, but he signs a, a two-year contract extension through 2021. Um, he was set to become a free agent after this upcoming season. We know that Brady has been a guy that's never – kind of milk the cow, so to speak, when you look at New England and looking to try and get every single last dollar of value and worth because if that's the case, 
he'd be the highest paid uh, quarterback in the National Football League of his value to that Patriots organization and is how he's one of the great faces and probably the most recognizable face uh, in the National Football League and the most successful quarterback the National Football League has ever seen uh, has never really kind of driven. That's been the driving force to him. Um, now, we know he's married to a supermodel so in Giselle, so money really isn't a factor regardless. But um, he signs that two-year contract extension. You know, what is he, the, the yeah. sixth highest-paid quarterback? Is he still poor in relation well, to her? No, yes, I would think so. Okay. Uh, he's the sixth highest-paid quarterback in the National Football League um, with this contract extension and, um, you know, well-deserved. A guy that's in his 40s now, uh, he wants to continue to play. Uh, you look at him with his helmet on. He looks like a guy that's 25, 26 years of age. Um, he's Benjamin Button. Yeah, it really is. He's it's going real... in the other direction. He's no, actually it's... getting younger while his number age goes well, up he's, higher. He's changed. He's completely changed his diet, as we do know. But um, he looks great. He looks great. And if he wants to continue to play, the Patriots will be more than happy to have him. Yeah, and they'll just keep revisiting this contract year to year. The point of this one was to get he gets a raise. They get some calorie, uh, salary cap space which is what they continue to do, and everybody basically wins in the end here. Um, you know, I guess he's never actually played a season as a quote-unquote lame duck. He's always been signed past the current season. So there's never any doubt this is going to happen. I know people try to talk about, you know, last week and the week before, like, what if this is the time, and what if this is the one that doesn't get finished, and what if he actually is a free agent at the end of next year? When Because at some point, I still think there's going to be a sketchy ending here between him and them. Because I, I think we're not there yet, clearly, and unfortunately for the rest of the AFC East, at least, if not for the rest of the league, at some point, he's going to think he can still play and they're not. And I think, I still think we're going to see one Brady season in a weird non-Patriot uniform like Montana moving on. Johnny Unitas was a Ram at some point, right, to end, end his career. Like, that to me is still going to happen. Uh, but he remains obviously very, very useful, and the Patriots were never going to let this become an issue right now. And as always, everybody wins. He gets eight or nine more million dollars this year. They get some salary cap space. He gets lauded for leaving money on the table and helping the team build the roster around him, and they keep the best player in football, basically. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to end like that for Brady, um, as you lay out, that it's going to have that kind of ugly ending up in Foxborough. Maybe more um, awkward than ugly, but I do think they're going to have to part ways. Uh, you, well, I mean, it's right. I mean, at some point in time, Tom Brady's playing career is going to come to an end. Uh, but I, I also think Tom Brady, I, I think he realizes, as do the Patriots, as do the rest of the National Football League, Andrew, is that he plays it, the game at extremely high level. We know how great of a, a big game player he's shown himself to be over the course of his career. So, um, but I also think Brady is proud enough to have the understanding that. You know, he's not going to hang on for the sake of hanging on. You think there's going to come a point in time where everybody and their mother is going to know that Tom Brady's shot and he's going to want to continue to play? Yeah. I don't see that. I mean, you know, I don't. I got Fad Jordan as a wizard. I got Montana playing somewhere else. I just, I I, I could very well be wrong, but but that's the way this kind of goes often. But you also had Montana coming off a serious injury. Right, I mean, he he was coming off that what elbow injury that he had in the surgery, right? When he went to when yeah. he went to Kansas City, the the San Francisco 49ers were also at that stage looking to transition the team to Steve Young to be right. their quarterback at that time. 
So, yeah, I mean, it was it was just different. I mean, it, it, it surely was different at that stage of Joe Montana's career. And, you know, Montana's, you know, right-hand man at that stage, Bill Walsh, was no longer the head coach of the 49ers. Right, so, and, and, I mean, right. and then Belichick scenario. leaving might change the dynamic here. Well, it could, and, and, unless, unless it's McDaniels getting the job. Right, that's, sure, and that might help. But still, if, if we listen to Tom Brady, who keeps home on how long he wants to play and how forever he wants to play, like at some point he can't – if he's still playing at this level at 50, then we've got a whole other, like, cyborg conversation to have about the guy. Well, no, Bear, I agree and, you with know, you. It's more than avocado I, toast. I can't, no, but no. he wants to keep playing and keep playing and keep playing. At some point, they're going to want to well, do something different or have to do something different. He's going to want to still well, play, gonna to, well, and someone's going to give him the opportunity. Right. They're going to have to prepare for life after Tom Brady, and, and they thought they had done that, right? I mean, they, they thought they – I mean, Bill Belichick thought he had his guy. If it was Bill Belichick's, you know, according to his assessment, you know, they'd be transitioning away from Tom Brady already, and they just came off a Super Bowl victory. I mean, they – you know, so they, they would have been they would have been doing that already. Now, you look at Brady – See, I don't, I don't get that sense where I look at him. I think he wants to continue to play, but I also think he wants to continue to play at a high level. And as long as he can continue to play at that level, he wants to put on the put on the helmet and put on the uh, shoulder pads and and get and get going on NFL Sundays. I think if Tom Brady, I think he's probably his most harshest critic. I think he's got that huge chip on his shoulder from being a six round draft choice coming out of Michigan. Um, I, I think he uses that to this very day to motivate him. I also think he's reinvented himself by the way he has changed his eating habits and changed his body uh, that added life to his career. But I also think, Andrew, that he's also realistic, um, that if he feels like he can no longer do it, I don't think Tom Brady wants to be Willie Mays falling down in center field for the Mets. I don't, uh, I, I, I don't think he wants to hang on to where he has to all of a sudden be told rudely Listen, it's over. You you can't do it anymore. I don't care what you think. You the the game's by you. This is not going to be a you know a punch drunk heavyweight going back into the ring that can no longer release his hands and get any punches off or to be able to defend uh, the jab and is just getting tormented in the ring. I don't see that from Brady. I mean, we might have a difference of opinion there. Is I I think Brady's a pro- I don't think he wants to go out there where he's a, he's no longer a, a, a contributing player and a really good player. I think when it's time to go, he'll realize it's time to go. Yeah, but I I, I think. But to me, that is after one bad season somewhere else. Like, I, I don't think he makes a preemptive decision. I'd where be he goes, stunned if he puts on any other uniform. Like, than if the he's Patriots. right now, like, I'm, you know, and again, the, things obviously can change here. There could be a perfect ending, another Super Bowl, another record, whatever it may be that makes him go, you know what? I don't want to mess this up. But for a lot of the things that you just laid out about him are things that I, that I agree with the way he views himself, the way he views his skills. And to me, that confidence is going to take him across the finish line, so to speak, where he's, if he's, let's just say right now, if he's, he says his game's at a 10. If he thinks that this year or next year he plays at an eight, he's not going to go, oh man, I got to get out of here. He's going to go play a year at seven or six and then go, okay, I was right. I got to go home. And my thought is the decision comes from the Patriots sooner than it comes from Brady that Brady's not good enough anymore, or now it's time to find that next guy for the next decade, and that's where this weird kind of 
maybe like, the year somewhere else ends up happening. It's I mean, I'd be stuck. Certainly not the most, re- you know, it, it's not yeah, no, guaranteed like that. That's just to me the way I've always thought this was going to go is that they have to have a divorce somewhere and he's going to want to play longer than they're going to want to have him. Yeah, you know, I, I, I know you, there's numerous examples of, of that kind of scenario, uh, difference of positions or similar positions um, when you look at the quarterback spot where it's played out like that, Andrew. I guess I look at Brady a little bit differently. Um I think he, when he's playing at an eight, um, so to speak, I don't think Robert Kraft and uh, I, I don't think that they're going to be looking to move on from Tom Brady. I think they're going to give him that other year to where he's playing at six to allow him to move on. I'd be stunned. I'd absolutely be stunned. And I, I, I'll tell you I was wrong. If Tom Brady ever puts on another uniform than a Patriot uniform, I think it means a lot to him to play for one franchise. I think he's going to be working for the Patriots and for Robert Kraft in some way, shape, or form when his playing career does come to an end. I mean, you mean to tell me, say, he finishes out his career playing one season for you know the Washington Redskins or the Tennessee Titans? Well, don't put your own uh, hopes in there. Well, Bruce. but my point being is that, <laughs> is that, you know, playing for an inept franchise, looking to try and, you know, make use of his name or trying to, you know, strike while the iron's hot of a, a really old Tom Brady, I, I just... You know, I don't see that. I, I think, you know, I think Tom Brady. Uh, I, I, I think he's a proud quarterback. I think he, he understands and he, he, he takes great pride in, in what he does on a day. I think he loves the work. Uh, I think he loves being a football player. I think he loves being a quarterback. I think he loves being a leader. And I think he loves kind of breaking teams down and going to work in the war room with a Bill Belichick. But I also believe that, you know, he knows that, you know, he's not going to be able to play till he's fifty. And I think he's not going to have to be told when his days are done. I think Tom Brady will understand it when he can no longer make the throws he can lo- he can make. But right now, his arm looks as live as it did 15 years ago. Right, uh, which is, I mean, it's shocking in general that we're still having this conversation of not even knowing remotely when he's going to be done playing. He just turned 42, and as this new season inches even closer – there's no other team to pick to win the AFC East, and there's only a handful of teams that you can hope for if the last thing you want to see is the Patriots back in the Super Bowl, back to being champions. There's only a handful of teams that you can actually put any confidence in right now, and it's even limited on that front, to keep them from doing it again. It, it remains the most well, remarkable dynasty probably in football history just based on the way the game is played now and the way and the business side of it that this continued success between him and his head coach uh, and everyone they've put around them, it just it defies all logic and, and explanation. Well, I mean, it's, you know, logically you look at it, they they do have the greatest coach of all time. Their talent evaluation, the process in which they are able to go about doing it, uh, they make winning, um, they simplify winning by, as you know, someone covering the Miami Dolphins, you know, looking at, you know, Brian Flores and the job that he's doing down there in Miami, he said, you know, I – I read this in a piece last week, said, you know, I never really had an understanding of what made the Patriots the Patriots and uh, what made their defense the defense. It's not a matter of 4-3 or 3-4 or scheme going in. It's a matter of guys doing their job. This is your responsibility on this particular play and having the guys that have the understanding of each and every play of what they need to do. And if everybody does their, does their job, obviously, then that leads to success as a defense. It's simplifying the defensive game plan and asking guys to step into positions and have an understanding of what guys can and cannot do. And I think the Patriots have have done a remarkable job of of doing that. They've never been a team that's been 
defined by anything. They're not a West Coast team, right? They're not a a 3-4 or 4-3. They're not, we're going to run the football, power. None of that. No, no. They change what's to make the Patriots so special is you can't really define them, Bogus. You you, you can't go and and put them in a kind of a, a pigeonhole and tell you what they exactly are because they change week to week based on opponent. And I think to have a staff that's capable of preparing a team and their players to do that and to find players to carry out that kind of a game plan, I think it's difficult to do. And that's what makes the Patriots so special. And that's what makes it so difficult for other, you know, Bill Belichick disciples to continue to do it because or do it in other spots because they don't have the one big guy that's doing it and laying out the game plan. And that's Belichick himself. Yeah, and it's just... I know they've lost. They have not won every single season, but it certainly seems but they're like, there they're, every like year. they're basically perfect and have made no mistakes. And that's, to me, where the defying logic comes in, is that they've been too good at this for too long, that they have never really been foiled by anybody consistently. There's been pockets of times. I mean, the Jets beat them in the playoffs one year. The Steelers, there's been times, obviously, when they didn't win, when they didn't get there. The Giants, ultimately, twice in two Super Bowls. But consistently they have found a way to just be better than you for all the ways that you just laid out. And in a league that's, that loves to say how much of a copycat league it is, they still can't find the right mix of brain power in the front office and the coaching staff and on the roster to even come close to slowing them down. And in particular, the Jets, the Bills, well, and the Dolphins to take nothing away from the Patriots, but their inability to consistently be good and useful in that division has just fueled this dynasty. Well, and, and, and to bring it kind of full circle, here's the thing that kind of set the Patriots apart. And, you know, to play off the conversation about Brady and just how long this is going to go, right? You mentioned he just turned he just turned 42. Now he's signed with the New England Patriots so for, you know, 42, 43, and 44 years of age, right? So the next contract he signs, he'll be 45 years old. I mean, think about that for, for the Patriots quarterback if he does sign a contract at that stage. Now, you mentioned besides the game planning, besides having guys that just do it better than than anybody else, what the Patriots as an organization have also have at home, there there is no loyalty for the New England Patriots. There's no sense of case of, you know, been there, done that, and hanging on to guys uh, based on what they've done in the past, right? Their whole mantra is, I'd rather get rid of you a year too early than get rid of you a year too late. Right, and you've seen that guys that Even don't. Brady, uh, uh, Jamie Collins. I mean, go up and down the line. There, there have been a number of guys where they've let go and they've parted ways, um, and those guys have had you know initial success someplace else, but ultimately, you know, you see their games start to die on the vine. So that's going to be the fascinating thing when you look at it. As you mentioned with Tom Brady, I think it's a case of he'll have the understanding now. Do the Patriots take that away from him and say to themselves, okay? Well, to continue this go, whether it be Jared Stidham or some other quarterback, this guy is better for us now. Tom, we thank you for the job that you've done and everything you've done for our organization, but we need to move on. I think for him it's more difficult than anybody else because he is symbolic for this Patriot dynasty along with Belichick and this Patriot run. How many times have we had the discussion, is it Belichick or Brady, Brady or Belichick, which one's more important? Who's made who? Has Belichick made Brady or has Brady made Belichick? That has dominated sports talk radio where you look up in the Boston area on the national scene in terms of whose greatness is greater between those two men. Uh, It'll be fascinating to see 
if the business model for the Patriots, which has been, you know, there's going to be no emotional ties whatsoever, but you know there are emotional ties between Kraft and Brady, more so than Belichick and Brady, does that play into just how long he remains a Patriot? I kind of wish that we could have gotten a time where Brady was in his prime, and, and if that's still not going on right now, where he was somewhere else. And we still had Belichick in New England, and we could actually get close to an answer on that question. Who's, we're never going to have that answer. Never. We're going to get. Well, that's a good. Yeah, to to the point where Brady went someplace else. Right. And does he go there and still be Brady? Does Belichick turn another quarterback into something close to Brady to keep the machine going? Um, I, you know, if one is more important than the other, Moose, it's not more than like a fifty-five forty-five split. I would agree with that. Uh, I, I would agree with that. I mean, I I think. Belichick has to get the nod because of everything else because he's the guy that puts the players around Brady and the plan around Brady. And I think that, and then Brady perfects it, completes it. And I don't think, not that Brady's not good enough, but if you put him on a mediocre team with a mediocre head coach, we've had this conversation before in defense of other quarterbacks, you can't win it by yourself. No, and if you- the, the system is bad, he's going to get screwed by the system too. True. But you know what's made Brady so special here, Andrew, as you look at it is they've won in a lot of different ways with him. When they wanted yeah. to air it out, right? When they wanted to air it out and they had Randy Moss and they had Wes Welker, you know, there was Tom Brady setting passing records. I mean, he's he's been a guy that's been any kind of a game plan that they've set forth, he's been able to execute it and carry on. When they've taken the ball out of their hands and say, you know, we're going to run it with Sony Michelle because we're going to take advantage of of Gus Bradley rolling out six and seven defensive hmm. backs in this allotment. You know, Tom Brady's not scoffing at that. He's, you know, he's executing and following the game plan. He's been a good soldier up there in New England as well. Not only a brilliant quarterback, but he's also kind of, you know, embodied what Belichick has needed from his players and set the example for everybody else where Brady is not kind of, I understand there was the issues with Garoppolo. I get that. Not everything's been honky-dory. But for the most part, it's been a case of, I'm going to carry out the marching orders, and I'm not going to bite back at you. And and that's what's made him special. Listen, remarkable, and I don't disagree with you. If it's any way, it's like 55%, uh, one way or the other, where you look at Brady and Belichick. But he signs a two-year extension. He gets paid. The Patriots get a little salary cap relief. Everybody wins. As Tom Brady, as long as he remains healthy... Is going to be up in Foxborough, up into uh, up and through the 2021 season. It's Mark Malusis and Andrew Bogus, Taz of the Moose here on this uh, Monday morning. Want to hear from you at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. The brilliance of Brady, it continues. Your take on the contract extension up there in Foxborough. What slows the Patriots down? Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, doing more. Brought to you by the Home Depot, the next generation of home improvement with everything you need to do projects smarter. The Home Depot, more saving, more doing. Let's take a look at a player who is doing more for his team. How about Justin Verlander, a stud for the Strohs. He struck out 10 on Sunday as Houston beat the Seattle Mariners uh, 3-1 to Sunday for a three-game sweep. Verlander now 15-4, and took over the major league lead in wins. Uh, and left with an AL best 2.68 ERA. And he has been 
I mean, just lights out. You want to talk about a second life. When he went down to Houston, you want to talk about approach and the way that they've handled it. I mean, a lot of people thought that Justin Verlander was shot toward the tail end of his days with the Detroit Tigers. Then the uh, salary dump goes to Houston. And as Cora, now the manager of the Boston Red Sox, said, it was, it was not for Justin Verlander. They would never have won that World Series uh, when they beat the the Yankees in Game 7 of the ALCS and then went on and beat the Dodgers in that fall classic. And that trio at the top of that rotation is going to be awfully difficult to go overcome for any team, not necessarily the American League, but just the National League with Verlander, Cole, and obviously Zach Greinke. I have such a baseball crush on the Astros right now, and I wish that growing up a Met fan here in New York, I mean, from 1986, they were the enemy, one among the enemies. Right. So, Mike um, Scott. Right, Mike Scott, Glenn Davis, uh, Bill Doran at second base. Like, I've got I, – I have built in – I was reared on not liking the Astros and thinking Mike Scott Billy scuffed Hatcher. the baseball. Yeah, exactly, Billy Hatcher. Um, so, like, it's hard for me to say anything nice about them – but, man, they are – anytime I turn on the MLB.tv and there's an Astros game on, that's that's where I go. That between Bregman and Altuve and now Brantley in left field, Springer, the pitching staff, the bullpen is super deep. They get Aaron Sanchez, who is, by some stats, the worst starting pitcher in baseball. Yeah. They get him six no-hit innings, three relievers, and somehow the Mariners take a multiple pitcher no hitter for the second time this season. Crazy when you it think makes about no it. sense. But the uh, the Astros are so good, and if you're a Yankee hater like me, they are your best chance at actually stopping the Yankees this season. Well, I mean, as the rotation set up right now, you would think that they'd have a distinct advantage against the Yankees, especially with Verlander being your game one starter. The Yankees have got one proven commodity in October, um, and Sabathia was, but not Sabathia in his prime was, not Sabathia now. Um, and Severino, even if he does come back, is not. Paxton, even with his better performance the other night against the Boston Red Sox, which he allowed the initial two-run home run to J.D. Martinez and then pitched well over the course of the next six innings. I mean, uh, over six innings of work. Um, the only guy that's proven is Tanaka. That's it. Um, and now I know you can look at Granke and you can look at Garrett Cole and say they're not proving October commodities. That's fine. Verlander's so dynamic, though. And and such a swing and miss guy. And now you throw in the cavalcade of injuries for the Yankees as well. Yeah. And I know they'll get a little bit healthier here, uh, but they are a team that's built around hitting the home run. LeMahieu has changed that lineup a little bit with his his ability to get the big two-out clutch hit. Uh, but still, they're very home run reliant. And that kind of feeds into a power pitcher like Verlander. Yeah, it's just, it's, a, it's obviously a very tough matchup for them on paper right now. And uh, the injuries are almost, at this point, comical for the Yankees. Now, it sounds like they dodged a bullet last night with Torres leaving with a core muscle issue, went to the hospital, but I guess his dad tweeted overnight uh, that things are okay. A little strange. Um, but, I mean, it's just one after the other. Encarnacion's wrist, Hicks's elbow, uh, Stanton's barely played this year, and somehow they are rushing the AL East, and the Red Sox are just cooked. It doesn't matter who they play in, but they're not the hottest team in baseball right now. That's your Mets. Is it, though? I mean, I guess technically. But, I mean, the Indians well, I mean, also, how do you want to measure? The Indians are like 35 and 15 since the beginning of June. No, I, I'm so, talking about right now post-All-Star break. Yeah, I guess they are. You guys have been right. You guys are humming right along. You're back in it. Three yeah, games out of the wild 10, card race. 15 to 20. Yeah, 15 and 5 in the last 20 games. And now you over get, 500 by the time Now you get tomorrow. the Marlins for four games in the next three days. You got a double dip today I that know. starts at 4 o'clock Eastern time. The, how about your Mets? The, are right back in that wild card race in the National so League. So good. So 
locked in that the Bogus family is making its season debut at City Field today. You're going to the early game. We, it's perfect. Four o'clock Good start is the way to go for young kids. Look it's at not, you. Not too hot. We get uh, out of there before. should bet the Marlins. Uh, I don't know that we're a jinx. Once you show up. I don't know that we're a jinx. Well, you never know. Now I know what, if the Marlins should win game one, I know the reason why. Listen, if you game. want DeGrom in the sun. Do you believe? Do you believe? Do I believe what? In the Mets. Uh, I do believe, you believe? I believe the Mets. I mean, will, do you believe the sun will come up tomorrow? What do you think I we're believe talking about here, Let's pay the attention. Mets will do anything Focus and everything in. to break my heart. So I believe that they will keep this interesting until the very end. And then somehow Edwin Diaz will mess things up somewhere in the final week of the season. So in the final week of the year, they're playing for a playoff spot. Uh, they so are, you do believe. I, yeah. You believe even though the, the schedule's been, I mean, you, the Pirates for two series, yeah. the White Sox, and now the Marlins. Now the Marlins. I mean, it's a very, very easy schedule that you've been able to take advantage of. Right, which is they're taking advantage of, which they haven't done in the past. They weren't winning on the road All right, either. So you're so. taking advantage of a very easy schedule. You yeah. believe now that this is the team. That'll be playing like, not maybe, a, they're not going to be as hot as this. Because no. if they were, then they'd steamroll past everybody. But you think that they've, they're have they a legitimate playoff team. I think they're, first, their schedule gets tougher partially because they're playing teams around them in the wild card stand, which ends up kind of being helpful. And some of those teams are not going in the right direction right now. Um, so, yeah, and, I, and it's more of a negative. I mean, yeah, I, I can't stress enough that my thought is they're going to break my heart. I'm not sitting here going, oh, man, this is – they're locked in. This is the team I thought they were going to be. Look out. Here they go. I think they're going to be typical Mets, and they're going to drag us along and then drop the hammer and crush us at the end of September as opposed to right now. Do you we think thought you they lose a game to the Marlins, or you take all four? No, they'll probably lose one. They'll lose one. Yeah, so they'll, they'll take three, three and or And you four. got the Nats, yeah. the Braves on the road, right. Kansas City, which is a dreadful team on the road. Correct. Cleveland and Atlanta at home. Chicago Cubs for three at home. Yeah. And that takes us almost through the month of August. You close out the month of August with a series against the Philadelphia Phillies down in Philadelphia. Who are floundering. Or maybe you'll see Vargas. Hopefully. Maybe you'll see Jason Vargas. He doesn't want to see J.D. Davis. I'm just telling you that. Well, I'm sure he doesn't. I'm sure he does But, so, you think, so, I mean, you're all excited. I mean, it, you're not, are you going to this afternoon game at 4 o'clock today against the Marlins if the Mets had not gone, you know, 15 and 5 in the last 29 oh, yes. and one last 10? You're yes. going regardless. Yeah, because, oh, again. you were locked in. You bought these tickets we, already. Well, we hadn't bought them because um, I was trying to get them through here because I thought I was important, and apparently I'm not. Uh, so then I had to actually buy them. And then friends jumped on because, again, the key thing is the start time. Four o'clock, weekday. Where you could get a pair of t- You could get a force of a tickets to today's nope. game? I've tried now for three for different. Mets, for for three. Mets, Marlins? i shocked. Now, twice I asked for a weekend with a, with a notice, but there weren't any. No big deal. When I asked last week for today, now, who'd you ask? For a, for, I asked my friends at, at upstairs at, on 880 at WCBS. They carry the Mets. You ask on-air talent or you ask No, sales? no, I asked, the, I asked the people in sales. And, the, and, no, they, one, and apparently, no one could come up with anything. Apparently, there's been a rush on Met tickets, that there's the inventory is low across the board. Even for, even for a, a Monday afternoon against the Marlins? Got nothing. Are, it's a must-see, must-see team right I now. I guess everyone's in. They're hot as a firecracker. I guess folks are more excited victory. than I am about this. So you are you think they're going to break your heart. Yes. But last week of the year, they're right there. Bilotti, what do you think? You're a Met fan as well. Oh, I think they're in it to the end because of the pitching. 
Okay. I think the pitching is is their strong suit. And if they get in, I think they can go a little far. Maybe not win it, but they could go. See how far around. he is. Oh, look at you. He's already breaking wow. down their playoff chances. Oh, my God. You could stick at... one of those starters in the bullpen. Wow. Look at you. Now all of a He's sudden they're making Matt's a run. He's got coming out of the pen to strike We're out Bryce Harper in a big right. spot in the wild card game. A team through 111 games Oof. that's a game under 500. Now all of a sudden they get in. They're going to be a team to be reckoned with. I, I, you think, think they so. test the Dodgers? No, no one's beating the Dodgers. Okay. Well, well they wouldn't have the to Dodgers. face the Dodgers right away. That would be. I know the, they wouldn't have the to face the Dodgers. I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking him <laughs> throw him into the deep end of the water. Do you think the Mets could beat the Dodgers? I don't think so. I think they could beat any other team. But they could go to St. Louis and win the wild card game. They could. Well, that's. I mean, that's not saying that much. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree with you. They could win the wild card team game in St. Louis. I agree. St. Louis, you're in. Come on, Moosey. I, I listen. On. I think they're. I think they're alive and well. Why not? I think they're. How could you doubt the Mets right now? New Plus, because cool. of the, the Mets. That's how you could doubt them. I mean, the Mets. look at look at who they have. Robinson Cano's leg fell off yesterday. Look at. I mean, look at who they have played here. They played. They've started the started the second half. They played Miami, Minnesota for two, right. Then San Francisco dropped three or four, and those were three gut-wrenching losses. San Diego. Then look, li- listen to this lineup here. Pittsburgh three, White Sox three, Pittsburgh three, Miami four. Uh, who's who? That is a doozy of a schedule right there. That's where you fatten up right there. That is a doozy it's of like a schedule. It's like playing the Red Sox. And you and stop. You've bought right in. <laughs> Roll that Red Sox team out there against the Mets. Let's see how you do. Right now? Right now. The f- five of us might want to beat them. They're cooked. I don't, I don't know about Well, they no, because cooked. the Yankees are doing it. We put that game in Yankee Stadium. David Price pitches. We're see, getting hit. Because the Yankees are doing it. Chris no, Sale, you're useless. alive and well. Chris you're Sale, alive and well. Chris Sale blew their season last Sunday. I didn't want to be overdramatic Monday morning, but that was a huge. They had to get that sweep, and then Sale went out there and laid an egg, and it's they haven't won since. Listen, it's all on him. Enjoy the game today. I'm going to. The playoff. Can't wait, except Game there's under now 500 Mets are right there. Again, we're picking. It was like a caravan. We're just picking up people. There's now six adults and seven kids at this game today. That's great. That, I can't great be drunk time. enough. Uh, You're gonna we'll have a see. great time. We'll see. You're gonna have a great time. Let's see how many teams you have to overcome right now. Only uh, a couple. It's not one, that bad two, anymore. Three, four, and we're and they're playing them all. No, you got five teams to overcome. Bring them all. Cu- it's not a couple. It's five. Giants, D-backs, Brewers, Phillies, Nationals. Giants and D-backs don't count. Yes, they do. No, nah, they're they're done. They're going the other way. I know they're going the other way, but they count. You still have to overcome them. They traded Granky. I understand they're they trade Granky, but they still you still have to jump over them as it stands right now. You're by half game behind. They're going to politely excuse themselves from the you're conversation. You're a half game behind. The concern... for the guy for the guy that's right now hopping in his car, you still have to overcome the Diamondbacks. Still have to overcome the Giants. I'm not concerned about that. I, you shouldn't be. I'm just telling you the facts. Yeah. The Brewers are one, two, the, the, three, four, five teams. Yeah. three out, five to overcome. The Brewers are where the the intrigue begins. I don't disagree with that. Don't be snippy, Mister Met. Don't hey, be snippy. You know how snippy Mister Met could be. Well, I understand. Watch your step. Well, you are. I mean, you're very <laughs> edgy this morning. I thought you'd be a little bit more loquacious about your Mets. I think you'd be a I'm little a, happier. I'm than the 39 year old Met fan. I know how to temper oh, expectations. Enough, Pete's enough, got them. Stop. I can see how they could get to the World stop. Series. Stop. Stop. You're very cranky when it comes to it. You're very defensive. You fattened up on the easy part of the schedule. Now that's the, that's now the when part. the road gets a little bit more difficult. And we'll be rolling right along. You'll take care of – you'll win the – I think you'll sweep the Marlins. I don't think the Marlins get a game. 
Next time, the Mets next series <laughs> Mets, after next this, this weekend? they go into it, well, there'll be three games over 500. Then look out. Then look out. Then, then look it'll out. just be like, then it'll be Mets town all over the place. And then when they take Yankee two or three against uh, the the uh, the Nationals this week, it doesn't really matter mm. who they're playing. But then just mm. the role continues. Uh, Bogus, you've got an update. Oh, I do. And yes, it's uh, it is sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance, protecting commercial vehicles and offering specialized coverages designed to protect your business more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. The AL East was gone already. Now maybe a wild card spot is two for those Red Sox. Here's the 1-1. Swung on and hit in the air to deep left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It is a two-run home run in the visitors' bullpen for Gio Urshela. Gio Urshela. The most happy fella. John Sterling, Yankees radio. Gio Urshela's two-run homer started a six-run third in the Bronx. That led to a 7-4 victory. It's four losses in three days at their rivals. Eight consecutive defeats overall for the Sox. They are now 14 and a half games back in the division. Six and a half games away from a wild card spot. Urshela, meanwhile, among the latest Yankee injuries, he fouled balls off each shin last night, eventually leaving early. Glaber Torres sent to a local hospital for tests on a core muscle injury. And like we said a few minutes ago, his father tweeting overnight that Torres was okay and would join his team on this week's road trip, which begins tonight in Baltimore. So the Yankees have the better winning percentage. The Astros have one more win after yesterday's 3-1 decision over the Mariners. Justin Verlander came 10 over 6. The Twins swept the Royals 3-zip as Cleveland downed Anaheim 6-2. Minnesota remains three games clear atop the AL Central. Checking on that NL wild card, which eventually won by the Mets. Uh, the Cardinals losing in Oakland 4-2. The Phillies took a 10-5 home loss from the White Sox. The Nationals falling in Arizona 7-5. So St. Louis still atop the wild card table. Philly, Washington, a half game behind. Then the Brewers are two back after a 7-2 loss at Wrigley. Still no extensions for Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, or Amari Cooper. Patience, said Jerry Jones yesterday. Like so many things, it'll happen. It'll happen. Uh, there literally is no uh, uh, concern on my part at all about any time frame. Uh, that'll happen. If Elliott stays away past tomorrow, he doesn't accrue a year of service, which would delay his free agency. Jaguars DN Yannick Ngakwe facing that same deadline, so he showed up yesterday without an extension. He retook his spot on the first team D-line immediately. Wideout Jordy Nelson is signing a one-day deal to retire as a Packer, and JT Poston got his first career PGA Tour win at the Wyndham Championship yesterday. He's the first since Lee Trevino in 1974 to win a four-round stroke play event without carding a bogey or worse. Moose? All right. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, the NFL... Uh, no, the NFL lost, uh, really, a, a longtime NFL writer, um, Don Banks, over the course of the weekend in Canton, Ohio. We'll touch upon uh, his life, his career, uh, young age to pass away as well, a guy that you've heard multiple times right here on CBS Sports Radio. We'll touch upon that and more it's Taz and the Moose on this Monday morning, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. 
That's right. On this Monday morning, Bogish is uh, filling in. Time right now to ask the pros. Will you, the listener, get to ask us a question? Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros. Submit your question. Be listening later on the show. We might answer your question. Trust the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to help you choose the brakes that are exact fit for your vehicle with brands you trust like Brake Best, Brake Best Select, Wagner, Thermo, Quiet. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every single day. Let's head down to Houston, Texas. It's Kurt. It's CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Kurt? Hey, guys. How y'all doing, man? Good morning, Kurt. No Good morning. Good morning, man. It's a happy Monday down here. There you go. There you go. That's what I like to hear. What's on your mind, bud? Hey, so, you know, I hear you guys talking about the Mets and stuff. And, I mean, I don't watch a whole lot of Mets games because, you know, regional coverage and stuff. But, I mean, I keep up with what's going on around the league. Now, let's say the Mets make the playoffs and they they beat St. Louis in a wild card game. Wouldn't they play the Dodgers next? Yes. Yes, they would. So, if they could, if they ran through the Dodgers, you guys think that they could get through the Astros in the World Series? Oh, yeah. At that point, all bets are off. I mean, well, they, if they got past the Dodgers, yes, I would imagine. I would think the Astros wouldn't even show up. No, stop. <laughs> stop. Come on, guys. No, no, I mean, no. we just we just went from being like the Lone Star State to like the, the four-star state. But here's what, here's the thing that, I mean, Kurt, here's the thing that's been like, um, you know, that's, you, you, you can't, now the Met fans going to go start to go lose their mind and go berserk, right? With the, And they're a game under 500. Let's see exactly where this team is. Now, the, if you believe that, you need pitching to win a World Series. The Mets rotation, aside from the inconsistent Steven Matz, um, the Mets rotation is very, very good. The top three, uh, where you look at DeGrom, Syndergaard. Syndergaard's got seven innings in his last five starts. We know how good Jacob DeGrom is. And then you throw in Zach Wheeler, who in his last start in Pittsburgh was very, very good. So um, if if pitching wins, yeah. I mean, that rotation could go mano-a-mano against really any rotation in baseball. Now, the defense has been an issue. Consistently hitting with in, in, in clutch situations has been an issue. And they've gotten confident and built up on this winning streak and gone 15-6 and six since the All-Star break. Um, it, you know, playing a lot of bad baseball teams. The schedule's going to get a little bit more difficult here. But they've gained a lot of confidence. Let's see how they do now moving forward. Well, you know, momentum. Yeah. You know, once you get the mo- once you get the momentum, it's hard to stop it. That's true. Uh, but I would say that you know, the Mets have a good top three pitching staff. Astros have a good top five pitching staff. Right, but come but come October, well, it's really going to be the big three. Yeah, and let's go like three and a half. If you want to, if you want to include Wade Miley and Aaron Sanchez off one remarkable start, then you can. But I mean, it's it's about the first three guys. I'll take my chance against I mean, Miley and Sanchez, or whichever one of them would start a fourth game if necessary. But it's the, it's about those top three, and that's the deal breaker for you guys against against anybody. No, you're not going to face well, anybody that's got three guys. Well, the Dodgers I mean, come close with Kershaw. And Bueller and Ryu, but other than that, you you have that head-to-head advantage. Kurt, I'd I'd feel good. you're an Astro fan. I'd feel good where you sit. Yes, I mean I would not I I would man. not be concerned about any other team. I'd be happy where I'm at. I feel pretty good about it too, guys. Yeah, you should. I mean, Kurt, I mean you should be happy as a pig, and you know what? And uh, I'd be smiling every day uh, if I were a Houston <laughs> Astro fan. I mean, you got to be ecstatic. You've got a dynamic offense, and Kurt, thanks a lot for the call, bud. You've got a dynamic offense. We've got an unbelievable staff. We went through earlier on. We gave a shout-out to uh, uh, to Justin Verlander about just how good he has been. It's a proven commodity. They've won a World Series. It's a, 
you know, tremendous home field advantage as well. There's a lot to like if you're a Strohs fan. I would not be concerned right now about what the Mets present or even what the Yankees present. I think you should, just in case, be prepared for the Mets. That would not be worrying me as I have my cup of coffee here on this Monday morning. I'd I'd be pretty happy because think about this. What are our splits against Wheeler? Flip the script. Here's the deal. If the Mets were ever the Astros, you got to, you know, you would never hear enough of it. If the Mets were ever the quality of the Houston Astros sitting there and they had, uh, you know, Met fans would lose their mind. You'd absolutely lose your mind. I would just If you take... had that consistently good team. Yeah, I know. You'd lose and, your mind. And there's... You would not know what to do with yourself. They're still so young. Well, I mean, listen. Because the come... part and parcel with being a Met fan is just complaining. Yeah, we are on. We're really a terrible group of fans. We I didn't really say are. that. No, I'm saying. It. I'm not saying you're a terrible group of fans. I'm saying it. Yeah. It is what it is. The, the, you, you you win nine out of ten, fifteen to twenty, maybe against bad teams, and then we're talking about playoffs. And Pete's got him. Well, breaking down we against we the talked Dodgers. him up so much. We have Kurt the Astro fan it's calling spooked. up concerned. We're scared. He's Houston. like, wait a second. If they beat the Dodgers, could they beat I us? I love it. I mean, they're beating the Pirates and the White Sox. Where's Kevin Bass when you need him? I mean, geez. The Pirates are inept. Only thing they're good at is brawls. Anyway, we'll come back. We've got the campgrounds for you. It's Stats of the Moose. Bogish is in the house. CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.